Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm gonna be on the show. I'm gonna be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, but now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh my god. The moral is you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Because I'm about to put on a show. Welcome to another episode of Good Pop, Bad Pop, where our love is unconditional. After you agree to the terms and conditions. Em, how are you? I am fantastic, T, and what a fun episode we have for today. Yeah. So today we are playing um, Cupid's Arrow to the hefty buttocks of your next OTP. That's right, today we are going to be discussing who we ship, our OTPs, our no-TPs, our meh-TPs, our bro-TPs. A lot of discussion on TP today. Yeah, so much TP today, T. Um, can we revisit your analogy? What's happening? Cupid's arrow is hitting what? The buttocks of your next OTP. We're directing people. We're, we're, we're showing people the next OTP to fall in love with. I think we've gotten different notes, but we'll, we'll run with it. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> so after we uh, have a bit of a, a chat about who we do and don't ship... We're also going to get into some of our favourite romantic movies. Because it's Valentine's week. It is Valentine's week. Probably Just for some with that. context. In case you weren't aware. <laughs> in case you're not into that. Just I don't, I, We have a brand and I don't want everyone to be confused on this is very off-brand for us. As we're, well, I'm a cynic. Well, that is true. Um, and I have an extensive list because, as you all know, I love everything. So this could be a long one. But I'm pretty excited to kind of be going a little bit um, a little bit off-kilter, off-book, off uh, our usual thing. We have a fully-themed episode. We don't even have to talk about anything new this week because we're just talking about all our good old faves. That's the good thing about the first year in your in your podcast is that Every major holiday, you get to just do your favourites. Next year will suck. Oh, I haven't even thought of that. We're going to do next Christmas. Ah. Uh, oh my god, we're going to do next Australia Day. <laughs> well, with all the recommendations that we lined up previously. Look, I thought this through, so don't worry. We're yes, set. thank you for your recommendations. We now have new shows to watch new that shows are and new Australian movies. that um, we can probably pile on yeah. in 12 months' time. Yes. Um, but until then, we will be chatting our favourite romantics, our favourite ships um yeah so t should we get into it no i'm gonna talk about news and stuff first oh we're doing news first yeah okay coming up next news well we say news but like i'm just gonna talk about what i did this week and then my reactions to some news oh well tell us about that (laughs) I finished the video game For Honor, the one where you're it's Samurais vs. Vikings vs. Ninjas. No, Samurais vs. Vikings vs. Knights. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mostly a multiplayer game, so the single player is quite short, and you pick right. all these different classes, and there's really elaborate movesets. Um, and after I did that, I jumped into some multiplayer, and I have a condition called Gamer Crazy, mm-hmm. and when I get too locked into a game, I get all... <laughs> And I have to stop playing those games. And yeah. this, like, the single player was fine, but once I got into multiplayer, I went gamer crazy. Multiplayer games are not for you. No. Well, it depends on the type. This one, there's a lot of button mashing and frustration and, yeah, I might get all mental. 
Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's the free game this month for PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I do highly recommend playing around with it. You don't have to get fully into the multiplayer stuff. You can just stick around as a knight and hew stuff. Very visceral, very fun to swing a giant sword. Feels great. Well, that's always nice. Hmm. Speaking of uh, gaming news, did you see that um, Nintendo are doing a remake of the Game Boy Classic Zelda Link's Awakening? Yeah, seems a pixel for pixel remake. Still exciting. Yeah. Did you play Link's Awakening? No, but um, (laughs) I also don't have a Switch, but I thought people would like to know. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, I need to... Well, if I got a Switch, it would be to play Breath of the Wild, not remakes of Game Boy games. Well, (laughs) potato, potato. (laughs) Anyway, that's my uh, bit of news this week. Cool. Yeah. Do you have more news? Yeah, I've got some. All right, good. Well, <laughs> keep it coming. Um, so Ben Affleck made an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel last night where yes. he confirmed all the rumors that he, the Batfleck is retiring. Batfleck is done. What leading... a short stint that was. Well, he did two? Well, like one and a bit, really. No, he did two propers and a mini cameo in Wonder Woman, I think. Two? Anyway, what was the other one? Batman vs Superman. Yeah, but what's the other one? Um, Justice League. Yeah, so that was like the half that I meant. Is the main, like, the main character. Is he really? Yeah. That is just how forgettable that was. Yeah. <laughs> I did not even remember. Well, that, uh, that wasn't very good. Yeah. Batman vs Superman was bad, but it had a lot of endearing stuff. Did it? And it was just like camp and terrible, whereas Justice League disagree. was really disappointing. So they were both awful. So the next thing, because the the DC rolls on, they're mm. going to have to recast Batman, and everyone's yeah. throwing in their votes. I'm very intrigued as to who will be the next Batman. So one contender, um, yeah. shamelessly stolen from IGN, which I'm a big fan of, is what's his name? I actually worked out his name, Alan Richin. Okay. You may know him as he has played Aquaman before in Smallville. Oh. He has played Hawk. In DC's Titans. Okay. And you might know him as Thad from Blue Mountain State. Oh, shit. <laughs> is his probably what? his best role. Um, what? He's got the build for it. I will watch all of this Batman. How? He's got the body for it. And he's <gasps> played several DC heroes before he's got the chops i just have so many questions uh first of all how can you make him serious (laughs) he's serious in titans he's very serious in titans his origin story is really grim i know you're imagining that as batman i'm exactly imagining that as batman i'm batman where's the sleuths (laughs) if uh you haven't seen blue mountain state I mean, would you even recommend watching it? I think so, as long as you're aware of what you're getting into. It's like... It's like uh, like, Stifler from American Pie turned up to 11, kind of. uh, It's like a college football setting that has no actual football in it. Best football show I've ever watched. Yeah, they didn't show a single football game until like the last episode. That's right, And it went for like three seasons. And... It was re- it became really high concept for a really lowbrow show. <laughs> like, it was all about drugs, partying, and sleeping with college girls, and, you know, as jocks. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, this simple premise is all it is early on, but then it becomes quite high concept. Like, they have a. It's like the experience of when you watched Community, how Community was quite 
simple mm. the first season. I can't and then, say I would compare those two shows. And then it gets weirder and weirder and really bizarre. And oh. um, anyway, I think it's still on Netflix. Then they made a movie about it. Wasn't the movie not very good? I can't remember actually. It's been ah, a it's while. decent. Decent. So if you're uh, so if you haven't seen that, just watch the best of Fad Blue Mountain State uh, clips on YouTube or something, or watch the whole show if you've got time, and then uh, tell us if you think he would make a great Batman because I, d- I I can't see it. The only downside, he still looks quite young. He's aging quite well. Um, but so... do they want to keep an old Batman? What well, isn't it all? Want? continuing in the same well i don't they've just set up aquaman and wonder woman and with them who knows they could do anything like they're already doing other jokers so (laughs) but that's yeah that's true like a soft reboot but i don't know Uh, they gotta stick to something but they can't because everything they make is awful yeah um so that would be interesting so that's contender one yeah there's also a bit of fan swell so people like here's who i want as batman and the most popular one, as you know, by randoms on Twitter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is Daniel Radcliffe. Oh shit! I was actually going to say, how about D Rad? <laughs> so um, good to know that my now, thoughts are with the masses. <laughs> I haven't looked closely, but I don't think he has the body type for Batman. Then again, you can bulk up that suit. CGI is a beautiful thing, my friend. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, they yeah. made him go like... the Batman, Harry. <laughs> Like, look, I've seen him play everything from uh, Harry Potter to a corpse that had a lot of functions so why not batman <laughs> well yeah he's he plays talk weird about stuff. diversity yeah batman wouldn't be that far of a reach he is mm. he has stayed away from mainstream since potter he, oh, yeah. he does only like he, you know he swims in a money bank of his harry potter money yeah. so he probably doesn't need to go a list and just makes whatever weird movie he wants which he does and I, and I really like that about him I think that's really great yeah because he's starting to appear on a bunch of podcasts I listen to just as a guest to chat mm. and he's really going for that accessible like Jeff Goldblum him. yeah type popularity he's trying to he's trying very hard to be cult popular mm. which is amazing given his origins well yeah he's a <laughs> darling I love him I think he's just adorable yeah he's great um, and I think we've mentioned with he's in a new show on Stan called Miracle Workers. Yes, once he got it right. Yeah. And uh, we'll chat about that probably another time. Cause... Yeah, we'll do a full review later. But yeah. Premiere just dropped of that and mm, he's sneak the main guy. And um, that well, should be good. Of, one of three, yeah. Um, we've got more thoughts on that later. Okay, so D-Rad, yeah, I could uh, <laughs> get So if you have any there. better suggestions for who to be the new Batman... Who would you like, T? Who would be a good Batman I like Al- this Alan Richin thing. I like this renaissance of <laughs> as my entire knowledge of him comes from the weirdest show. And he's just... He's got DC cred. Like, he's well, yeah. played all these characters Surprisingly, before. yeah. And, and you don't need to be a good actor to play Batman. No. I mean, they've had good play actors Batman. play Batman, but... I wouldn't call it a criteria, because you just have to be kind of, like, gruff and... Batman. Like I could be Batman. I don't sound like a very good one. What's well, your best Batman voice? Oh, give me a line. Just say I'm Batman. Where is he? <laughs> Sorry. Because um, last year, remember Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero did a Batman and Joker thing. How and, could I forget? And Greg Sestero dressed up as the Batman. and Cast did, them both. Yeah, did the um, Dark Knight um, Rises lines. Mm. And... Greg Sestero was just as good as Christian Bale. That's how easy that role is to play. Everyone gives Christian Bale props, but I mean... 
You know what? Actually, <laughs> since you've reminded me of that, um, Greg Sestero and Thad could be potentially similar looking in that kind of Aryan muscular way. So now I can see it. Now that you've put in my mind that if Greg could do it, Thad probably could. <laughs> I can I can see that. You know who I think would probably make a pretty good Batman is um that guy I like. Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he would make a nice yeah, Batman. A few people have said Jake Gyllenhaal. Because mm. yeah. mm. that could go either way for like regular aged or older mm. Batman. Like you can age him up pretty easily. Mm. He would be a good one for a more serious one. Alternatively, cast D-Rad and sad and just change it per scene just <laughs> swap them in and out yeah it'd have, be great have thad play bruce wayne and d-rad wear a bulky batman suit and no one would know they're just straight I up like just it. interchange scenes like the same scene but then they cut away and cut back and it's just like or D-Rad there. maybe we're overthinking it jeff goldblum mm. if mm. i could get into my jeff goldblum voice i was just I trying to probably... do the same like uh no. <laughs> Let me think about that. I'll get back to you. Um, we, so yes, yes, we'll go let us know who your ideal... Cave, and in the bat cave, we'll find some technology and all these little bat accessories. And we'll uh, get into the Batmobile and we'll uh, get out and fight some crime. Yes. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> uh, I'll pay that. Yeah, all right. M does the Jeff Goblins from here on. <laughs> Oh, God. We'll, we'll, we'll draw up our um, board and assign characters as we invent them. I want to work more on my Jeff Goldblum. I think that was pretty good. <laughs> I always think of the the chaos theory scene from Jurassic One, and where he's Jordan doing the water on the wrist, and <laughs> yeah, seeing all the hands on your arm and the different and the water drips. And, oh, in a different way. <laughs> that, that, that that's chaos theory. Classic Jeff. And as well as that's just. One great big pile of shit. <laughs> Sorry, we're not here to do impressions. Um, next news item. Could we be? <laughs> Go on. I'm working on a few. Now, you've heard us mention before, they're making, Disney, are making a Loki show. Yeah. Like Loki, um... Thor and Loki. Brother not... of Thor. Yeah, not a low-key show. <laughs> um, <laughs> from the Marvel Universe. Yes. And Hiddleston's on board, mm. which is amazing that he's going to do TV. And what do you think, Em? Sorry, Em just picked up her water. She sternly told I me not to throw. throw this in your face. <laughs> not to throw to her when she had water. Um, yeah, carry on. So they have a showrunner now, Michael Walden. Now, um, he's no one I've heard of, but I checked his credentials. He is a Rick and Morty guy. He is a good friend of Dan Harmon, so he's done Rick and Morty and Harmon Town. Now, I don't know. That means he's got a he's from the Dan Harmon tree of Hollywood, and all we can do is speculate that he is Dan Harmon esque. He's a completely different guy, and we're just making stuff up. <laughs> but Dan Harmon directing Loki, mm-hmm. or Dan Harmon in spirit. Dan Harmon's not involved. I gotta stop saying Dan Harmon. Yes, yeah, probably. Yeah, good choice. But, yeah, but so that's But we invite him to be. Yeah. That'd be great. What, what, what do they <laughs> even look like? Like, I... I don't know. I hate the idea so hard. Like, Loki's sole existence is to be a thorn to Thor. A, a coil to Thor. And all his antics are purely to get reactions from Thor. And there's stuff to explore there. Um, the... 
preview of the show, as in the description, is he mm. travels through time and messes with events over history. So, like, the mythology of God of Tricks. Yes. And, like, oh, the God of Tricks, you know, um, was involved in World War Two. I don't know. Honestly, this just sounds like Damien Dark in... <laughs> yeah, that was my first thought. This is sounding very uh, Legends of Tomorrow yeah. from um, CW. Which, to be fair, is probably my favourite CW show at the moment, so, you know. Which we also don't watch. <laughs> so that's... I don't know. This all sounds terrible to me. I guess and we won't know until given he... Uh, minor spoilers for Infinity War, I guess. He um, bites it in that movie. And setting up, you know, following along in his in his adventures, knowing you know, oh, his look, sort of I'm, ending. First, okay, there's three things that uh, I take issue with that statement. One, this is, this is comics we're talking. No one's dead ever. Two, if we're talking... Um, Time travel, again, That's that. true. They brought Damien Dark back pretty easily. Three. Um, this probably isn't sequential. Like, I don't think this would take place post-Infinity War. No, no, no. It's definitely prequel. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think that has any relevance. It's more like, a you know, the side quests of Loki. But is, does that sound entertaining in the slightest? Doesn't matter. People love Loki. They love Hiddleston. So... I don't know if he's the... Guy in front. Ooh. Like, he's good, because Thor gets mad at him all the time. You don't know much about female fandom people, do you? Well, yeah, Supernatural <laughs> has, like, 48 seasons, so... Yeah. So, um... So it might work. I don't know. Yeah. Um... I'm just saying, the need is there. What else did I watch? few trailers i caught up on a few trailers there's a mm. detective pikachu new trailer i'm also on record for not understanding <laughs> why this movie exists like oh it's deadpool character in you know a little detective pikachu i'm like of all the P uh, pokemon movies you can make detective pikachu what's next what's what's the what was the pokemon where you took photos pokemon Aww. snap or whatever it yeah, was yeah i love that one yeah but as a movie? Anyway. Oh, look. I, I can tell you immediately how you make a ploy of that. A photojournalist goes on an adventure and stumbles across a Pokeball. Uh, I'll write that movie. No yeah. one steal my idea. Is it live action with CGI'd Poke Pokemon? Like, out of yeah. nightmares? Yeah. So if you haven't seen the new Detective Pikachu trailer, we see a licky tongue. We see something. Yeah, well, okay. It's either a... I assumed it was a licky tongue it or just a, giant like a giant throbbing pain. cock. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, was it was a... Unsettling. It, it was. I was like, oh my god, why is that urethra staring at me? Like, I did not care for that. I was only half paying attention. I thought someone had Tyler Durden'd me when he worked <laughs> in the movies and spliced in like porn frames into Disney movies. Mm. I thought that had happened. It, like The CGI overall is unsettling on mm. non-fluffy Pokemon. So the fluffy CGI'd Pokemon, they look fine. Yeah. The Everything reptilian or just weird... Looks so weird. Like I, reptilian, I I can get, but I don't know why they had to make it so smooth and shiny. Oh. Why couldn't they make it look like anything else? I thought it was about to be like a new age sex ed video or something. I thought it was something because I, I saw a screenshot of it before I saw the trailer, and I thought it someone had just photoshopped a dick in it. <laughs> I was just like, what is? What am I watching? This seems inappropriate. And, and the first trailer had a. Was it a Jigglypuff or something? And... Yeah. No, it was a Mr. Mime. 
And everyone was like, Ugh, that's nightmare fuel. No, it was the it was either the Jigglypuff or the um other one. But either way it looked weird. Yeah. In the booth. Yeah. Well I saw a Psyduck. I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm so conflicted on whether I will give anyone money to watch this movie. I will. It's, I, it's, I gotta know what it's about. It's a very lotto ball movie idea. It's well, like probably. You know, Pokemon noir detective movie Ryan Reynolds <laughs> make it yeah look I'm sold <laughs> uh, so anyway that that exists I'm not going to tell you to watch the trailer yeah don't <laughs> um, the other big trailer that dropped this week was for the live action Aladdin movie mm. so I sat through that I, everyone I've been talking about it all week and I've been trying to cut down on trailers in my life because they always ruin the movie. But I thought, oh, I'll see this. I just don't think you can in this day and age. I think you've got to... Everyone's picking it apart and you just got to get on board, really. Mm. And so they show a few iconic scenes from Aladdin and they look beautiful. Mm. So they show Agrabah. Is it Agrabah? Agrabah, yeah. yeah. Looks fantastic. Um, The vault with all the treasure Mm. looked beautiful. They show some of the parade scenes of all the mm. colours from, um, you know, that styling, Indian-style colour scheme. Yeah. Um, it looks beautiful. And then at the end is the reveal. Ooh. He rubs the lamp and we see Genie. And if you haven't seen this yet, it's a fascinating design decision. So they've done a full-on CGI floating blue man. Yeah. But they've stuck Will Smith's head straight on the body or like you know it's him it's him it's a real cut and paste job yeah and he comes out yo yo and he comes out it's fresh prince it's it's fresh prince the fresh prince of agrabah baby yeah (laughs) and i was like whoa like i know you you, you can't have the guy playing genie just trying to be robin williams there's a lot of reasons you're not going to do that but i think they went with more of the um because the the musical version of Aladdin is a bit more like bejeweled and bedazzled and a bit more like sassy black man. So I think they've kind of gone with that feel. Yeah, but the guy who does it in the musicals or that character is amazing. They, yeah. they could have just got him, like Will Smith. I know you got to get the star power, but I, I just can't not associate him with other characters. It's Well, look, I think no matter who did it, it was going to be... A rough slog. And I, f- I genuinely feel really bad for Will Smith because I'm sure that he did his best and that it's okay, but you just... It's some big shoes slash lamp to fill. And also, he just looks ridiculous. Like, he looks like Shrek and Widget the World Watcher had a baby and that he Ooh, is that baby. Hold up, let me... Shrek and mm-hmm. Widget the World Watcher. Yeah, if you don't remember Widget... Please Google it because that show was the best. Thank you, ABC Kids. From the night. I can't picture what you've just described, but I think I see where you're heading. If you look at some pictures, you'll uh, you'll never unsee it. Ugh. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> so, and and that's going to be the problem. If you're not on board with how New Genie looks, you're not going to sign up for 90 minutes of him. Well, I think that's the thing is that they know that people are going to see it anyway. And in fact, the more people talk about it, the more people are going to be like, oh, i got to say this because it's <laughs> going to be weird. And they'll get their money regardless. So, meh, yeah, true. Power to you, Disney. Actually, you just remembered some side news mm. spinning off that. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith posted a video to his YouTube channel telling the story of a, a movie decision 
oh, you yeah. made once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Have, have you heard about this? No, I don't know All what right. you're talking about. So he knocked back a role mm-hmm. that was quite iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really ask you to guess. It's too broad. He knocked back the Matrix. He was going to be Neo. That would have been a very different film. <laughs> yeah, well, there's more to the story. You should see where this uh, ended up. Okay. Um, so yeah. he took an interview with the Wachowskis siblings, yeah. and um, they were trying to describe to him the 3D bullet time scene. Okay. Like, let's go, we've got all these cameras, we'll set it up, you'll dive in slow-mo, the bullets will be zip-zip, it'll be amazing. And Will Smith's like, oh, these guys seem keen, but I, I don't see it. Nah, pass. And as we know, Keanu took the role and crushed it and... Mm. Is, was the perfect Neo. But could you imagine Will Smith in that? Uh, uh, no. Let's <laughs> set the time. He'd just come off... Men in Black. Men in Black and Independence Day. And he was a bit... Oh, I don't want to be aliens anymore. I don't want to be the sci-fi alien guy. Because he'd just come from... I would just be imagining him being like... Men in Black comedy type in the Matrix. And, and I don't, that doesn't... Yeah, I do kung fu. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> I make weird. this look good. <laughs> we said to follow the white rabbit, man. <laughs> like it would just be whack. Yeah, so he's come from Fresh Prince, done the two blockbusters, mm. but he didn't want to be typecast, and he's obviously gone on to have a distinguished career. Mm. But do you know the movie he picked instead of The Matrix? Probably Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah. You get it. yeah. And I don't know my nineties Will Smith history. <laughs> yeah, and you think. The Matrix would have been different. Um, Hold up. Okay. I would really like to hear whatever song he would have written for The Matrix. Because he wrote Wild <laughs> Wild West Wild for Wild Wild, Wild West. West. Would we have gotten... Tasty Wheat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember the Tasty Wheat scene in The Matrix? I mean, I guess. It was the only chill <laughs> conversation in the entire Matrix movie. Everything was so serious in The Matrix. Then they're all just eating synthetic food and it's like... Do you ever think about tasty wheat? <laughs> I'm not How sure. How did the... the robots know what chicken tasted like? <laughs> That's a good point. Um... <laughs> our dog is very bored by our conversation, snoring in the background there. <laughs> so throw stuff at her. <laughs> I threw something near her. Dog, I'll wake up. You're being annoying me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I've dug a bit into Wild Wild West and. Wild Wild West wasn't initially written for an African-American character. Now, the setting for Wild Wild West is Civil War, where Mm -hmm. being an African-American man would be a noticeable big deal. So the movie Mm. stayed the same, but just every third scene, they'd just drop in a random, whoa, you're a black guy, (laughs) in every like third scene, and then just kept the movie the same. How bizarre. Yeah, there's a a reason Wild Wild West was a bust. (laughs) Yeah, I barely remember it. Yeah. Um, I remember the song more than the movie. And the ride. I remember Eric Cartman singing the song <laughs> when he did Wild Wild West. We go we Wild Wild West. Uh, seriously, though, I'd really like to hear whatever this Matrix song was. If you have any ideas as to what this, the, the Matrix song would have been, been, please uh, please tweet us some lyrics at goodpop underscore badpop. Well, that is a nifty tidbit, T. Yeah, I forgot about reading that one this morning. Uh... I didn't watch the video. I read it via an article, but... That sums up my news. That is the news. And now we'll hit our themed sessions today. Up next, we're going to talk about our greatest couples in media. Yes. Do you ship it after the break? 
Right, so normally it's plane reviews for planes by T. We're going ships. There's a, there's a lot of wordplay going on, I apologise. Um, so how do you want to do this? You just want to bounce off each other? Yeah. Like go one at a, trade one at a time? Mm. Alright, you want to do the first one or should I? Dude, I'm holding a beverage, so obviously... Why, why are you drinking at the start of a segment? Okay. Greatest couples I've ever seen on TV. My first one I have for you... Are we going best to worst? How are we doing this? I haven't ordered mine okay, since okay, I kept, okay, okay, kept okay. thinking more afterwards. I'm just going to throw couples at you and, All right. you know, ship or, ship or don't ship. Mm. OTP or no TP? T's first shipped couple. Warm bodies. Okay. Girl dates a zombie. Yeah. The zombie eats a guy and gets the personality of the guy he ate. And they fall in love. It was an ironically heartwarming story. Yeah. Mm. In this crazy world, girl and a zombie. Yeah. I forget the names of the characters, and I haven't seen the movie in like eight years. But you're terrible at shipping, man. Like, in like you got to be living and breathing these people. Well, one was a zombie. He didn't live or breathe. Well, you make some fine points. Yeah. Did. Oh, well, fine. Like, I'm 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 going to be taking very weird approaches to this okay. segment. <laughs> well. So, right. you, do you ship or don't ship? I mean, I, I guess, but I would sort of more characterize that as a... So, yeah, I find it difficult to ship people in a single movie because you don't get enough time with characters to really get into it, I feel. Like, I don't think I have any from a movie, really. Uh, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I just well, a we'll, slow We'll see if you agree burn. with any of my ones. Okay. All right, you hit me with one. Who have you got? Okay. Oh, my God. Like, where do I even start? <laughs> don't do a Gossip Girl intro again. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, though. <laughs> as it's been in my uh, more recent history, <clears throat> I uh, very much am into Blair and Chuck. Do not ship. From Hard Gossip pass. Girl. Well, okay, look, let me tell you why you don't. It's because you only saw, like, the very beginning of it when they were both... Bad, but not lovably bad yet people. When they were just shit and you're like, whatever. But from season two on, like, the sheer magnetism and pure evilness of both of them, I just I just love a bad-souled couple. You know, like Team Rocket. <laughs> Are they on also your list? Shit. Yeah, they're also on my list. Um, but didn't they get together just so they couldn't testify against each other for nonsense no well not really i mean look it's complicated okay but just the just oh like the the chemistry of the two characters is just like obscene viscerally obscene and i love it i love it a lot all right i don't ship that one but you do okay i do all right so i've got one a bit more traditionally what you're talking about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sandy and kirsten cohen from the oc One's a Jewish, lefty, liberal, um, social justice, funny guy, married, you know, tall, dark, and handsome, eyebrows for days, mm-hmm. married to Kirsten, Catholic, wasp, not funny, um, rich, mm-hmm. property developer, mm-hmm. conservative, mm. and they're opposites, but they work. They have drama over... What, four seasons of the OC? But they put the work in yeah. and they make it happen. 
It's like when you watch these shows, and they're, they're obviously meant to be melodramatic because that's how these shows work, mm-hmm. and you feel like the characters are in the show, but like we're on the show, all this hard stuff's going to happen because we're on a show. And oh, the, yeah. they could just be going about their day, but they're like, here, have an ex from the past. Here, have a drinking problem. And they had to overcome all of the nonsense the writers threw at them. And they did. And they overcame, and they stayed together all four seasons. Given us faith in the old marriage system. Yep. Even, I think they had another kid at the end. Did they? I don't remember that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kirsten got pregnant again. Oh. Which is because they had one, what, 20-year-old son. Mm. <laughs> just weird timing. Spoils his friend of OC. Well, that, that wasn't plot. That was just <laughs> like an epilogue. Yeah, I dearly. Oh, yeah. But there we go. Yeah, yeah, I, I ship one. Sandy and Kirsten. Hmm. I do... But to be fair, Sandy's carrying that relationship. And I have a similar note on another couple later. <laughs> so you think you, you just would ship Sandy? Yeah, you, you know who I'd truly ship? Sandy and the beach. <laughs> he loves a good surf so much. Like, bless him. Every third episode, someone's like, how's the waves? And it's like, up to here, man. <laughs> this guy's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. See, is there any greater love than between a man and the sea? Well, getting into lighthouse and, like, sea captain territory. Yeah. They love the sea. Yeah, well, maybe... Pirate's favourite letter. Maybe he made a wrong career choice. <laughs> maybe. All right, what do you got? Okay. On that note, this this couple is not on my list, but I feel like I need to address it for similar reasons. Ah, uh, <laughs> she... <laughs> the suspense. <laughs> You seem very undecided about this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am. Amy. And Jake. Uh, Oh, Brooklyn. Right. Took me a second. I thought you were going to say Amy and Sheldon. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm." no. All right. Why do you like Amy and Jake? Well, a similar problem as I just said before. Like they're they're a very big um, couple to ship out there in the fandom territory. Um, are they getting a lot of ship attention? Oh yeah, a lot. People are a couple goals about them. Yeah, but, I'm surprised. Well, okay, yeah. See, this is this is my point. Like, I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. But <laughs> nice, um, nice. it's mostly that I just ship Jake. Yeah. I mean, Jake and, he, and Rosa, I'd ship that. He's, like, carrying Amy through the shipness, I think. They're, they're similar in that they're opposites. Well, yeah. But, nah, for me, yeah, I just ship Jake. They were just a... Them getting together was just a plot device for me. Yeah, I agree. But I will say that the proposal was romantic as hell. I did really like that. Hmm. And there's a lot of cute moments between them, but... Like, I'm just not really into Amy as a character. So, anyway, that was just a side note that I had. Not even on my list. Um, But I'll take that as my turn. Who have you got next? All right. Kanye West and the gay fish from South Park. Yeah. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) But, man, he loved that fish. (laughs) So I hear. Everyone was telling him, you love that fish, man. He's like, no, I don't. I'm not a gay fish. (laughs) And then, at the end, he accepted it. And Anyway, I'm not actually going to talk about it. (laughs) My actual one's even weirder. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Philippe from Cruel Intentions. Because they were trendsetters. Because everyone's all about the step-sibling thing now. It's a trend in 
adult cinema world. Well, look, it makes up a good 33% of the plots in Gossip Girl, I can tell you <laughs> that much. So, step-siblings, and they had chemistry. They never got together. <laughs> but... I feel like that was probably good. But that was a very good fandom pick, I must say. That is very much something that a fandom person would... Chemistry for days. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And the step-sibling thing, that's what apparently what everyone wants now. Hmm. Speaking of weird couples, that shouldn't be. That <laughs> shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. Wolverine and Deadpool. <laughs> that they, they haven't had anything on screen though. Not yet. Not yet. I haven't actually watched that video everyone's sharing. What what's in it? Oh my god! Well, you're just gonna have to wait and see. <sighs> just just the the love letter and disdain. I love. Le- it's just yes, please. Just yes, please to all of it. What was yours at Christmas? There was him. Uh, Jackman, Reynolds, and who was the third guy with the Christmas sweater oh, thing? Oh, um, yeah. I, yeah, I know the one you're talking about, but I can't think who the third person was. Was it Hemsworth? No. No. Um, it was mm. Nightcrawler. Um, oh, Jackie Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the sweaters. Yeah, right, I get that. Yeah. And it's it's it's, it's, it's unrequited. It's one That's, way. Yeah. It's I, just I, Reynolds. I, I love a good one-way love. Like, it's just... <laughs> It's so beautiful. Yeah. No, right. I'll pay that one. I'll ship it. Mm. All right. That's my next one. Troy and Abed. <gasps> yes. They're my favorite. They make TV shows. They have fun. They're juvenile while everyone around them is telling them to grow up. I'm like, no, nah, we're going to do what we want to do. Beautiful. Beautiful. I do love them. I love Troy and Abed in Little the morning. Weirdos. Yeah. Bless them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do ship. Do ship. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, actually, I was thinking about community, and I was just like, no, nah, no, nah, don't like any of what happened on that. Well, if you want to do anti ships, well, we're going to that later. I don't have any, but there would yeah, be a couple in community. <laughs> yeah, all of them, all of them. Um, <laughs> but um, on a similar note, and I like that you hit the bromance before I did. But um, JD and Turk are my my uh, true yep, bro yep. TP. They even wrote a song about it. They did. Guy love. I, I sing it more often than I should about <laughs> anything. <laughs> Eagle. I also wrote eagle in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but no, they are probably the first couple I ever truly loved. My my OTP before I knew what OTPs were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I'll ship them. Mm-hmm. And while we're on that theme, I'll jump ahead to Frodo and Samwise. Oh, yes. <laughs> one, of the rings. one for the ages. Also a very popular... And another ship. one I feel was a bit unrequited. So Frodo mm-hmm. was just going about business, but Samwise, he was... Keen. He was mm. thirsty. <laughs> I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. No, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. There was a lot of danger in that scene, but you know, it was all about that. And that scene at the end when they were reuniting, that was oh. undertones, man. <laughs> Not that under. Like, Look how many brunch dates they could go on with all those different breakfasts. Like I'll check the timeline, but I think. Samwise didn't settle down and get married until Frodo left for. With oh my god, that's the most world. heartbreaking thing I've ever heard. Why would you tell me this? Well, it was in the fifth outro. No one watched it. So oh. Fro- Frodo leaves to the other lands with everyone, and Sam. So you're telling me he just waited around for Frodo, but Frodo never. No, he, he got married and became the mayor of Hobbiton. Yeah, but after Frodo left. Yeah. Because it yeah, wasn't I, worth I'm, waiting around for anyone. I'll like, have to check fine. the timeline. And Oh my god! <laughs> it's been a good 20 years since I, I read the um, the Lord of the Rings epilogues. That's so sad. 
Why would I claim? Hurt me here and here. <laughs> Alright, who else you got? Batman and Catwoman. Any rendition. Uh-huh. All the time. Seems like a toxic relationship to me. Yeah, but I love those. I mean, a lot of mine are. <laughs> you know, you just like... <laughs> Not uh... healthy relationships. Yeah, well, they're the ones that are most is captivating. That, is that, do you find that's a big problem with fandoms? They're, they celebrate the wrong things. We, we get this a lot. Like, uh, mm. the show You, and everyone's like, I love him. I was like, no. <laughs> and it happens a lot with Potter. People are like, I love whoever. And JK is on Twitter like... No. Don't do not do that. Don't don't ship Malfoy. Don't ship Snape. <laughs> I think it's more um I think well with those sort of things it's um it it all delves into that whole fantasy psychology. Like it's not something you'd want in real life, but you're just like Oh my god, like I just love the drama of it. Um but you'd never want to live it. Um so maybe it's got something to do with that. Uh, but no, I just I love how they um have such opposite ideologies but there's obviously some kind of passion there and i like it like in the last comic they were well they're supposed to get married but they didn't hmm. sad but her dress was amazing so wait props. who's talking about batman and catwoman right the last um romance. batman romance i watched was killing joke which oh. is very unpopular for the romance in that because mm. he He's with Batgirl, oh. and there's a lot, and it didn't look a particularly healthy relationship. And it's, are they ever in comics? <laughs> yeah, but like Killing Joke's one of the the big ones, and mm. it had some awesome stuff in it, but it also had some stuff that the fans generally think missed the mark a bit. Oh dear. Yeah. All right. So who else do you have? All right. Who else do I want to talk about? I still have. Some I said name. Kanye West, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. SMG, Trin Abed. Okay, I had a weird one. Okay. Because I, I wanted to hit one from each um, each media. So oh. I thought of my best video game romance. Mm, okay. Now, I'm not going to talk about The Witcher. <laughs> All the romances in The Witcher are fraught with problems. <laughs> but um, I, before The Witcher, my favorite mm-hmm. game was Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Now... This one was interesting I to me. I thought you were going to pick a Mass Effect yeah, one. Yeah, because everyone's Mass Effect story is different. So from, True. Yeah, and with different combinations. So my favorite, I rolled with a female shepherd, Delta Shepherd she was called, and she romanced Liara Tsuni, who was the blue alien uh, thing. She was hot. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, um, the Asari, which was the mm. alien she was, they don't have... Genders, they're mm. all and not androgynous because they're all kind of female, but they don't have gender, so everyone dates everyone and just mm. whatever. And there was some cool stuff there because um, it was interesting because you'd you'd get all that you'd have all the conversations about her life as an Asari, and it was frowned upon for an Asari to have kids from another Asari. They're all about spreading to other species and stuff so it was all in vogue to have kids with um other aliens and have mini you know half asari half whatever Mm. krogan (laughs) um (laughs) there was an actual (laughs) i would believe it krogans have like four net like nuts talked about a lot anyway (laughs) (laughs) so mass effect Mm -hmm. two i think was when that happened 
But yeah, so female fun. shepherd and Liara Tsuni was. You write it. That's yep. Shipped it. Shipped it. Did it. She was. She was good. <laughs> <laughs> and you got that weird soft core like hookup scene. If you pushed it in that direction, <laughs> it was. It was a big deal in um Bioware games back in the day. The romance options. That's all cliche now, but that was crazy. And then. And then they overdid it because everyone was like, it was cool that, you know, there was like same-sex relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's cool, you, you know, it's whoever they picked. But then in Dragon Age, which is made by the same people, yeah. and they sort of went too far in that direction. Like, everyone can date everyone. And like, there was, it was as if no one had any preferences anywhere. And it was a bit over the top. Like, there was characters that, while not, um, you didn't know if they preferred guys or girls, but... On the sequel game, they made them very... They changed their personalities to sort of shift yeah. these sort of things. Shout out to Anders. <laughs> Interesting. There was a lot of jokes about it at the time that it was really hard. Like, you'd be a bro with this male character as a male... Because um, as your character. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard not to accidentally date him <laughs> in the chat options. Well. <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, bro. And then be like, hey, I love you. Like, I've... What? <laughs> I want to be like friends with you in the game, but I'm I'm not like what's happening? Anyway. Total tangent. Yeah. <laughs> Femship and Liara Sony. Okay. And that's all my ones. You got yeah. any more? Yeah, I've got like eight more. Jeez Christ. <laughs> How do you even think of half of these? Um so one of my favourites that I do like is um Matt Murdoch and Claire. Oh do not share. No? No. On a similar note, I also like um, Foggy and Paige. Wait, who was the first one? Matt Murdock and Claire. Claire's the nurse, right? Yes. Right. Sorry, I was thinking Paige. Ew, no, never that. Yeah. No, I hate that. And I hate that they're sort of pushed that more later. I was like, mm, I don't like that. But no TP. Claire's with Luke Cage, isn't she? I don't care who she's okay, with. Right. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. It's not about who is, it's about who's the best. <laughs> and that was the best when they were together. Right. Do not chip. Who else you got? Yeah. Alright. Um, I've also got um Hmm. Oh, I've got a very obscure one that you don't know about, but some listeners might enjoy. Um, Nora and Josh from the US version of Being Human, the werewolves. I really liked them. Not familiar. Um, <laughs> they're just I just enjoyed it. They were just cute. I loved it. I like what they were about. Another good one. Fitz and Simmons from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, actually... Not bad? Actually, yeah, they went through a oh lot. Oh my god! They have been through so much shit together. Uh, and the show got cancelled and they were still going through shit. Is it cancelled? Yeah. Is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cancelled? I'm pretty sure it's cancelled. I don't think it is. I'll double check that, but I'm pretty sure they're not making any more. You can't do this to me. Yeah, they, um... Oh. I won't spoil S.H.I.E.L.D. because I do insist people watch S.H.I.E.L.D. That last season Persevere was through the first bananas. Season. <laughs> it was, um, so wild. But yeah, those two have been through a lot. Like, she got stranded on an alien planet for a while. Yeah. Fitz, like, died and had, like, took a season and a half to recover from, like, borderline brain death. Like, he yeah. had, like, severe like impairments and disabilities and stuff which i think he got from trying to save her didn't yeah he? yeah he oh, drowned my heart and then i won't spoil how the last season ends but more shit <laughs> always more shit like they're just and what i love is it was wasn't 
obvious straight away. They just had like good banter as the two scientists there. And then just over time you were like, oh yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. 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 And I just, oh yeah, that's a, a big one for me. I love them. Another unrequited one that I have, Daria and Trent. <laughs> so you ship Daria and Trent and not Jane and Trent. Sorry. Try again. No. <laughs> what was the boyfriend called in that show? Oh, I don't remember his name. That's how pointless he right. was. Right. No, Trent's the brother. Sorry, yes. I'm on you. Continue. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm sure there are people out there who ship Jane and Trent. I don't think there are. are <laughs> fandoms are weird, T. Nah, I gotcha. Yeah, Darian Trent, full life. Sad. They had a, there was a really good episode where that ended where they sort of had a, not addressing it directly, but had a conversation and yeah. sort of Daria had the realization and in the conversation, you saw her break out of the crush. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was great. Yeah. It was so well done. But it was also it was so sad. subtle. Cause I was like, oh. Well, Trent was not dateable. Well, no, he's useless. <laughs> and even though Daria had the crush, it was obvious that would never have worked. Daria being, you know, high motivated worker and stuff and Trent being useless. <laughs> Opposites attract, my friend. Yeah, but no, that, that episode where she sort of talks to her, well, she, yeah, it's good TV. Daria mm. was one of my all-time favorite shows. It's always a very good show. Mm. Um, another great couple that I ship pretty hard, Connor and Oliver from How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> another Opposites attract. Connor is very, um, well, he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Oliver's just sweet and naive, but he gets roped into so much shit because he just loves Connor so much. It's nice. So not Asher and Oliver? <laughs> well, look how <laughs> you've said that. Uh, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> he was, like, bromancing too hard. Oh, I forgot about that. That was really cute. Uh, oh, Asher. What are we going to do with you? We didn't watch that last season of How to Get Away with the Murder. Got a bit cyclic. Cyclical. 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 I'm still going to watch it eventually. Um, Another favourite of mine, a um, much contested but true fan favourite, I feel, is Barney and Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah, that's contentious. Mm. I think by the end, no one was shippable in that show. (laughs) No, I still like them together. I don't like what they did with it. I can appreciate why they did it, but I don't care for it. What a, what a train wreck the last season of How Much Your Mother was. Like, mm. setting the whole, what, 20-episode run over uh, three days and riding out Marshall for, like, 40% of the episodes and then mm. gave him side plots filmed at a different time and location just yeah. so he could be sort of in the show. And then sitting through a whole season for this wedding to happen and then they undid it in an epilogue. Yeah, that's pretty shit. And it was so throwaway too, just like, oh yeah, this happened. And it was like, excuse me, what? It was one of the biggest TV sins I've ever seen. I agree. It's uh, to the point where it went from being one of my favourite shows to one I didn't like as much. You've been rewatching it a bit, and as great, remember how big that was at the time? Everyone was all about Barney Stinson. You know, if someone goes legendary now, you'd roll your eyes. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it dated very quickly. Like, and Brokert, it's very dated now. Mm, but, um, anyway, let's not, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> let's not get into that. Um, I guess one of uh, the ones that I'll start to close this with is probably my favourite 
Um, one of my favorite OTPs. Ben and Leslie. Ah, good one. From I forgot Parks about them. And Rec. They they were great. There. I mean, mm. <laughs> I think I've got it engraved on my wedding ring. I believe that you do. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they're just they're so sweet and awkward and heavily neurotic, but they make it work, and it's just so lovely. Uh, you know, Ben's very placid and Leslie's very excitable. Well, that was such a, a good pivot for that show. They mm. brought in Ben and um, Rob Lowe. What's his character called? Chris Traeger. Chris Traeger. That was such a good recovery for that show. Yeah. And the Ben and Leslie relationship, it was never the primary plot. No. It was just sort of happening it alongside the rest of the show. It slowly in the background. Show. It snuck up on you. You're like, oh. Yeah, and then... Oh. And then it was on, and then there was the wedding and stuff, and it was just so well done. It was. So on that tangent, did you ship um, Jim from The Office? Oh, Jim and Pam? Jim and Pam. Uh, I guess. (laughs) Like, I get why people were into it, and I, I thought it was nice, but I just... It was just Jim carrying Pam. (laughs) <laughs> it's one of those situations again. I have an anti-ship from that show, um, mm. Dwight and Angela. I yeah. hated all the emphasis on that. Dwangela, that was no fun. Because everyone hated Angela. And... Well, that's the thing. You, you put the two people together that you don't like and it's, um, you know, like in, um, oh, I give away that's a plot point, you're the worst. But those two people who hook up a bit, I have mixed feelings about that because I'm like, oh, They're in a holding pattern. That's not the focus of the show anymore. Oh, well, no, but, you know. You're the worst, though. Highly recommended. Good show. Yes. Um, Gretchen and Jimmy did make my list also because oh. they're just... I, I just love couples and chaos. I just... <laughs> I just love it. If you... you don't have good, like, views of romance. But they're the ones that are the most interesting because it's like, what's the magnetism that's keeping these two people together? There's obviously got to be something there. Um, and, you know, they always work it out, so... It's fine. Anyway, they are all the couples that I ship. Um, I do have a few unpopular opinions. As in anti-ships? Or... Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, let's do, do anti-ships. All right. Yeah, no TPs. So the, firstly, I've hinted at a few. So mm-hmm. the obvious ones, um, Joey and Rachel, oh, anti-ship. Yeah. I was anti-ship for Barney and Robin. Oh, Angela and Dwight. Um, John McHale and anyone in what community. About, what about Ted and Robin? Oh, I was okay. Oh. For the, I mean, ignoring the last five seasons. Uh, well. <laughs> the first few. I still didn't I'd like them even then. You didn't even like, like them in season two? Yeah, because she was so stiff and boring then. Like, she wasn't yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, she didn't have a personality until the later, you know, once you were well into it. I anti-ship every relationship in Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Just... No, wait. There is a relationship I do ship in that. On oh, the dog? Well, Raj and the dog. <laughs> close. I was going to say Raj and Howard, but yeah, also, actually Raj and Howard. Yeah, I'd yeah. ship those two. Yeah. But every other combo, like, I mean, it's what season ten now, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I hate everyone in that show. Uh, also, unpopular opinion on on ships is uh, I don't like Nick and Jess in New Girl. Hmm. It was just you like, girl, you could do better, man. <laughs> Wasting your time with Nick. Nick's the best, though. 
Yeah, but I feel like she's just kind of settling. Do you ship Winston and the cat? <laughs> totally. We, ha- we haven't shipped enough characters and their pets. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, also, Serena and Dan from Gossip Girl. I hated it. Hated it from the get-go. Hated mm. it at the end. It was just, ugh. Serena's the worst. On that, Marissa and anyone I didn't ship. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I guess I give a pass to Brian Marissa because it was the driver of the show, but just yeah. But you're not in, like you weren't invested in it. Like, Actually, you weren't like oh my god, I gotta see them together more. My auntie ship was um, Lindsay and Ryan. Ah, uh, yeah, Lindsay and Ryan was terrible. Yeah, not as bad as Ryan and Teresa. No, I didn't ship uh, that one. Either. Those are the oh, one and, at the um, end. Townsend, uh, Taylor Townsend. Yeah. Oh. We're not up to that now. Rewatch yet? But that was that was hard work. Just Ryan with anybody except Gotham. <laughs> Ryan and violence. Yep. Yep. Ryan and um, penguin. <laughs> Ryan and Luke. That's my sh- my ship for the episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were the best. Ryan and Luke. I shipped that all day. I was so sad when Luke left. When he made that brief cameo in season two, my mm. heart skipped a beat. <laughs> Well, there we go. Luke's been on a journey. Season one of the OC is the most perfect season of TV. That is a very big call. <laughs> the biggest. <laughs> Heard it here first. Um, I do have a couple others that I also find a little overrated that are going to um, probably lose us like 30 subscribers. Um, not that into Harry Potter and Ginny Weasley. Oh, that's not an unpopular opinion. That's pretty standard. Mm. Well, depends. No, I'm just, I, I just kind of thought that Harry just liked her because she was all right and she was there. And it was kind of like his best friend, but with longer hair. Even in the books? Like, even every, the book, everyone I'm... says the movies it was a bit dodged because she wasn't um, a stellar actor. Yeah, but even in the books, like, uh, I just thought Ginny was all right. Like, I was never wowed the... by her character, even in the books. In the books, she was a bit more badass. She was quite a, a spellsmith. Oh, yeah, she was, but I, you know, there were a lot of great witches in Hogwarts. Mm. So I didn't find her particularly charismatic. She, she was a bit more of a badass and smarter, sure, but, um, eh. I'm trying to think, like, the relationships in the Potterverse, none of them were particularly... None of them were great. I mean... Except for all the bromances between all the... Because my first one was like, oh, what about Lupin and Tonks? But like, no, they had shit too. Like, he bailed on them. For a little while, when in, during the Wizarding War. And Harry called him out on it and said, Go back to your wife, dickhead. <laughs> She's pregnant, or whatever the story was at the time. Uh, yeah, no relationships really blew me away in Potter. But I wasn't really there for the relationships, I was there for the other stuff. Um, yeah, so those... Hagrid and his dragons. <laughs> yes. Ship that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do you have any more unpopular no TPs? <sighs> This is going to be one where I interrupt the closing of the um, episode five times as I remember more. Yeah, probably. Because I didn't prep anti-shippings. Mm. <laughs> well, we can continue those just throughout every episode. Yeah. This weekend, no TVs. <laughs> no. All right. So I'll wrap that one there for anti-ships until I think of more. What do mm. I watch? Oh, another ship one. Mm. Statham and Amy Smart and Crank. Oh, look, we're not doing <laughs> any of that today. Just... I'm actually, I've got Crank 2 paused downstairs. That movie's wild. 
a story for another time. Coming up next, we will chat our favorite romance movies. Stay tuned for our last segment of this episode. Welcome back. We are chatting our favorite romance movies. T, what are some of yours? I only read a couple because I'm, I'm honestly not a big romance gal. So I have the big winners. Okay. I actually have a semi-order. But I also have a little theme things. Okay. So, what have I written there? All right. So, first I have three movies for you. Mm-hmm. Where love is perfect when one of them dies. God, you're tragic. Yep. I, I didn't... Is this also Cruel Intentions? One is Cruel Intentions. <laughs> of course it is. So, love is perfect when someone dies and there's no actual dating. You should make an Australian movie. I know. I, I had that same <laughs> thought. Like, none of these are... Ah! Well, one has an Australian. But, um... Alright, so Cruel Intentions. The guy is a dick. Starts dating Reese Witherspoon. Hooks up. Dies. And... Love is perfect and amazing. The end. Now, okay. you went to Shakespeare. <laughs> do I have? I've got a. Okay. All right. Yeah. Continue. Um, Titanic. Really. Love is perfect when someone dies. Leo dies, so it was a perfect romance. You know, those two are actually a big ship. It comes up in a lot of ship lists. I'm not that, really into that, it myself. Aren't those, but... those two hate each other in real life, though, don't they? Was that them? I don't. I maybe probably. So, let me draw you naked. She goes um, slumming. Mm-hmm. SES tourism. I'm going to hang out with the paws. Hooks up. Uh, he drowns. Spoils. Boat sinks. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Titanic? <laughs> it's a big deal, man. Um, and what was the third one? And the biggest, the greatest love story of all time. Mm-hmm. When they both die... Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, well. <laughs> there you have it. A 13-year-old dates a 16-year-old and three people die and it takes place over three days. There's a tweet describing Romeo and Juliet <laughs> and on paper, it's awful. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean... So, yeah. I've mentioned before, Cruel Intentions is my all-time favourite movie, but I just went through a list of popular romantic movies and I just thought that was funny, all these ones that <laughs> people die. Um, I just don't like movies where people die. Like, I... Where's the fun? Where's the enjoyment? But it's Love like... Love is happy. I was, like, comparing it to musicians. Like, musicians are touchable when they die. So everyone's like, Kurt Cobain was the best. I'm like, well, if it was Eddie Vettering now, he probably wouldn't be the best. Ooh, that's a whole other thing. Like, though. if Eddie Vedder died at 27, he'd be on the pedestal with Kurt Cobain kind of thing. Oh, I don't really have anything to say about that. <laughs> so... I'm applying this concept I see. to romance. Yeah, well. I'll have real ones romantic. next. What have you got? <laughs> okay, well, um, confession time. I'm not big into classic romance movies. If there is any movie written by that absolute drip, um, God, what's that dickhead's name? <laughs> you know, he writes all those stupid love movies, and I hate them all. Uh, John Green. I did he write The Notebook and Dear John and some other crap? Oh, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen a single one. Uh, anyway, I think that's... that's this a... is a pop culture podcast, <laughs> not, not a Karen from Accounting podcast. <laughs> or Linda in HR podcast. Yeah, but you still need to know about them. Uh, but anyway, confessional time. I have not seen The Notebook. I never plan on seeing The Notebook. 
It seems like it's terrible. You have seen The Notebook, haven't I've you? I've never seen The Notebook. I'm so sure that you had. Why would you think I'd seen The Notebook? I don't know. I assumed you had some girlfriend who made you watch it. She made me watch Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, I'm not really into those or... What's that other stupid one with the letterbox? The note... Uh, or is that also The Notebook? No, nah, that's... The Holiday? The I don't letterbox. know. Letterbox. Um, the beach house or the isn't one of them dead or something I don't know isn't it a time travel one with Keanu and Bullock maybe there's like four of them that I'm sure about a time traveling litter box I don't know and usually one of them is dead I've seen a bit of one of them I've seen 15 minutes of the holiday with Jack Black so I've well alright so I haven't seen it I've seen 15 minutes of one okay well anyway what about Shallow Howl (laughs) that was the worst movie Look, I feel like that's a whole other... I mean, George has a tail for some reason. That was a weird... Anyway. Yeah. Um, Do you ship George and his tail? <laughs> please don't tell us. Um, so I've not seen any of those sort of movies. Like, all my favourite romantic movies are... I don't mind a good rom-com, but it's got to have the com. Like, I don't want to see, you know, 27 Dresses or yeah. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or anything that's got that actress in it, which means it's a shit movie. Um... Horse Lady, Sex and the City. Um, no, not her. Sarah Jessica Parker. No, not her. Really? Every movie she's in is by default a bad movie. Oh, well, look, probably, but I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about that other bird who's in all those movies. 27 Dresses one. Yeah. Catherine Heigl. Yeah, her. If she's in it, I hate it. So you didn't like Knocked Up? You know what? I didn't like it that much. Huh. Putting huh. it out there. Huh. Did not care for it. Mostly because of the vaginal birth business. What was great is... um. Knocked up, which was just okay. Everyone who lived in like the share house or the mates, so like um, Jason Siegel, mm. uh, Martin Starr, uh, Tubby Guy, Jonah Hill, <laughs> everyone who was in that share house was in Funny People, and I have a real soft spot for that movie. I love it, and mm. um, that not really was the... a romance movie, so... That one's not, no. The romance, and that was awful. Yeah, so let's not talk about that one today. Do you ship Adam Sandler and cancer? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, uh, I only like funny romantic movies. The most romantic of the funny movies. Um, like, my, my absolute favourite romantic movies, definitely, maybe, with Ryan Reynolds. It's the best. Uh, it's um, maybe watch it, but oh, look, I used to watch it like once a week. It is just so sweet. So he's he's telling the his daughter the love story of um of uh, you know the the three people that he loved the most. I think it's three, um, and you know she's trying to guess which one is her mum in the story. Anyway, so it's a bit of an unconventional story because um, you know. Spoiler alert, doesn't really end up talking about the mom, and it's a whole other sort of sub-love story. But it was really great, and I like that it told a lot of stories about how love can change over time, and different needs in relationships, and how people evolve and grow, and why that's important. Plus also Ryan Reynolds, so <laughs> there's that. And it's got, like, just the sweetest line in it that just I burst into tears every time. And if you've seen it, you know exactly the moment. What line? I'm not going to say. you got to watch the movie. Well, I don't remember it. Well, too bad. I'll make you watch it later. Um, so that's definitely my, definitely, definitely maybe it's my favorite movie. Um, so what else have you got? That's one of mine. Uh, Wedding Singer. Mm, Love Wedding Singer. Barrymore, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler about to hit his peak. Mm. Quality rom-com and (laughs) 
putting out those vibes, I really resonated with how bummed he was when he broke up the first time. And yeah. what a sad sack he was and the, mm-hmm. you know, the Somebody Kill Me song. That was and, a great song. Yeah. And just, Lots of good original songs in that. Just the that implosion after a, a breakup. And yeah. I sadly resonated with that in a few periods of my life. And um, just love that. And then the, you know, the wounded animal shtick and then mm. Drew Barrymore becomes friends and then that grows and escalates and it was just a well-rounded romance. It was great. I movie. mean, there was a lot of trope stuff like she's with the asshole boyfriend who treats, uh, cheats on her and stuff. Like, well, that's yeah. tropey. All these movies need that. But just... All romance the, movies are tropey though. The, like. the Adam Sandler journey and the whole thing how was a wedding singer and always just wanted to get married and that mm. was his thing. That was a cool twist on, you know, the guy who really wants the wedding. That's true, yeah. And stuff. And um and then the ex calls him and is like, You just want to get married, you didn't care who and mm. there was like subtlety there that I quite enjoyed. So yeah. big fan of the wedding singer. I mean like the Singing them a song on a plane is a bit tacky, but yeah. it was an iconic scene. It was still sweet. <laughs> it was nice. So what else you got? So uh, one of my other favorite more, um, yeah, definitely more a rom com one, is What's Your Number with Anna Faris and Chris Evans. I was never into Chris Evans until this movie, and then he became one of my favorites. <laughs> Um, it was just really funny. It's probably my favorite role of hers that she's in, that Anna Faris is in. Did an excellent job playing that character. There's great chemistry and banter between the two of them. Chris Evans is this cool guy, and, you know, basically she's trying to work out which one of her exes might be worth a second chance because she doesn't want to bang anyone over her number. So, yeah, um, it was just really funny, and I just really enjoyed it. It was just the best. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, ten things I had about you. Oh. Shakespeare. More Shakespeare for you. Yeah. I do like that, but just because I had to watch it at school, like, I've just seen it so many times. Yeah. Not that it ever gets old, mind you. It's a good classic. I don't really like, um, I've forgotten the actor's name, but the girl. Mm. But that was just, you know, a Heath Ledger vehicle. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, he has the, I'm a jockey tough idiot guy but then he's quite sensitive later on yeah. that was good I, I that. I did uh, English extension so I had to study that movie a bit too lot. much yeah well because we because that's you know if you're not aware it's based off Shakespeare Taming in the Shrew yeah Taming of the that's Shrew. what I said was a Shakespeare yeah. yes um, well I'm just letting listeners know they might no. not be aware yep sorry um, telling me off because no, no, I, no. I didn't do advanced English <laughs> yeah it shows uh, <laughs> burn so um don't make me make you do math but it is very fun sort of looking at uh taming of the shrew and then 10 things i had about you and i'm going ah yeah it's funny i get that um yeah but yeah good movie good movie and my last of my honorable mentions the big sick ah a new one okay so couple meets um based on a true story yeah it's his yeah it's how he met his wife Mm. um i should have written the actor's name good one you know, the guy. Um, is it, It's her Uber driver, and they meet, they date for a little while, and then she gets sick and goes into a coma for a while. They put her in a juice coma. Right? Yeah. And it's complicated, because they were in the middle of a sort of fight breakup, but then they were boyfriend-girlfriend leading up to it, but it was sort of new, and it was like that complicated thing. How long are you dating someone before, you know... If something dramatic happens in their life, do you stick around or do you bail? Mm. Anyway, the girl's parents come and he ends up, becomes like a buddy comedy with 
him and the girl's parents. The girl's not told him about that she has a boyfriend and it's just so many weird dynamics mm. that was just really endearing in film. That was a really it. good movie, yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah, really weird. It was a little... It wasn't rom-com. Like, it wasn't comedy, but... Because the father's played by Ray Romano and mm. who's playing the dry Ray Romano. Not, yeah. Not the... The lame one <laughs> and so and just the chemistry between those actors was really good and mm. ah, i just liked it i loved just it like, it was very good i don't know that i'd be in a hurry to see it again uh but it was very good mm. um but uh i'm saving the best till last my so your number one my number one uh another of the comedy variety because i don't much care for seriousness but getting sarah marshall ah good one mm. i forgot about that one now, the reason I love uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall is because, again, like, definitely maybe it's a bit more of an unconventional love story. Um, and similar to what you were saying about the wedding singer, it's really about... The breakup. The breakup <laughs> and how you it. don't deal and what you do. But the whole movie is, is sort of based a, about, you know, how breakups go, what you go through, trying to drag yourself back through life and you're hating it and it's hilarious. Um, and obviously, you know, gets back on his feet. Um, but... Great performances by Jason Segel and Mila Kunis, but um, poor Rudd really steals the show with some of the funniest lines and deliveries. I was going to say Russell Brand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he was funny, but it was a very caricature character. Like, it, it wouldn't be that hard. Um, I find the opposite. I find mm. Russell Brand's a caricature when he's the main character. Oh, yeah, when for his sure. support, I find he was, like, fantastic. Oh, he's a great support, but, I mean, just the character is very easy. But I feel like... Paul Rudd had such a minor role in that movie, but some of the most iconic, hilarious lines. Yeah, two lines. It's like, oh, anyway, they're yeah. just, I just really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, and Bill Hader also had some some good ones in there. And just the movie overall is, is fantastic. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, even when I saw it in the movies, it was at a really weird point in my life where I... Yeah, I won't get into details. But uh, it was just a, you know quite reflective. And I'm like, ah, this is interesting. And it's just... So good, so much replay value. Uh, it's funny because I saw that movie with an ex girlfriend. Mm. Like, well, I went I was... with someone who I was not dating, but kind of dating, and I'm like, this is awkward. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, kind of fresh too. It was probably a terrible Ooh. idea in hindsight. I was like, whoa, this bums me out. Damn. Uh, <laughs> On the poor Rudd though. Mm. What about I Love You Man? Bromance. I did not like that movie. You didn't like I Love You Man? No, okay. I wanted to. I tried watching it a few times, but I just couldn't do it. I don't like when he plays that sort of character. The, okay, the not confident one. Yeah, I don't like when he plays like a stiff, stiff character. I prefer him in Clueless if we're talking other love stories. <laughs> that's my Shakespeare. No, not my Shakespeare. That's my um, Jane Austen <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, but honorable mention to um, Crazy Stupid Love as well. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I do like that movie because it's got one of my favorite scenes in a movie when all the plot points and all the characters come together in this one scene and it just blew me away and was hilarious. They did a great job of really intertwining the threads mm. and I really liked it. And it's the only time that I've ever liked Ryan Gosling. So mm. there's that. And also Emma Stone's in it and she's flawless, so that was spectacular. <laughs> and that wraps up my favourite um, romantic movies. Do you have any others? Yes. Oh, okay. So... First place was a tie ah. between two movies. Mm-hmm. So these are the two favorite romantic movies. Number one, yes. um, tied one, About Time. 
Do you remember that one? Oh. So it stars Rachel McAdams and Dom Gleeson, who's who's a um, Weasley. Yeah, yeah, and, that was a good movie. And he's dating a girl, and he can time travel. Mm. And wasn't it sad? No. Oh. But it was sad. It had a high risk of being sad all along, but it was all good. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, there's a reason I haven't rewatched that, why is it? <laughs> oh, oh, that was rewatchable. But anyway, so he can, it's about time travel, mm-hmm. and he can live every day like a second time, mm-hmm. and he can go back as far as he wants, and he uses this to woo a girl off her feet. Mm-hmm. And there's, at first he does all this stuff to, you know, get the best out of every day. Yeah. And then the punchline was, well, why don't you live every day like it's your second run through of the day? And mm. it's very life reaffirming. And Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. kind of sweet message. I like and that. it was just a really cute thing because he's trying to get the proposal right. And he, mm. keep, he does like 50 different things <laughs> and then everything goes wrong. So he goes back and does it again and again yeah. and again until he tweaks the oh, I forgot about that. proposal. Yeah. And it was a beautiful movie. Loved it. Mm. Um, but my number one one, yes. Princess Bride. Oh, there you go. As you wish. Hmm. Beautiful movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite romantic movie. Oh, very sweet. And of course, the big romance is you know the kid and the uncle telling him the story. <laughs> Have you read the book? Of no. Oh. Is it a book of Princess Bride or the As You Wish by the actor? The Princess Bride. Oh, no, that was a book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm Princess, pretty sure there is. This <laughs> is by the greatest movie of all time. Oh, there you go. I got onto that very late. Yeah, so. I think I made you only watch that like a year or two ago. That was like six years ago, but yes, some time ago. I can see why people like it, but because I didn't watch it early, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. That's, uh, that's my stance. No Little Nicky? I'm surprised. Uh, well, I had Wedding Singer and like Little yeah. Nicky is just it. me taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. It's the butterflies. Do you love me some butterflies? It's like a romance between um, a goblin and Popeye's chicken. <laughs> or, now I ship that. <laughs> yeah, or a dog and a, another dog and <laughs> Mr. Beefy. Yeah. There's a lot of shipping in that. And there's the two stoner buddies. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bromance of the ages. It's also the, the minotaur and the guy with head boobies. <laughs> See? Rich tapestry. Yeah. Well, this time we've been talking about Little Nicky. One day we'll have our little Nick, little Nicky special. Um, so, uh, what, uh, can we? <laughs> like, what can we cover of Little Nicky? Uh, well, we can have a meeting about it. <laughs> anyway, that brings this episode to a close. So, uh, please do tell us: Do you agree with our ships? Are they OTPs or no TPs? Do you have any other couples that you ship, or who are your unpopular opinion ships or no TPs? Please tell us at uh, goodpop underscore badpop on Twitter or pop us a message at uh, facebook.com for such goodpop badpop podcast. Until next week, we are sending you all our loves and kisses and happy Valentines from MNT. So I'm trying to think of other couples I don't ship. I love Jake and Finn. No, Jake and Bubblegum. No, Finn and Bubblegum Princess.